I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sitcom My Face. I'm Nick Franco. And I'm Jay Bidwell. How are we doing there, Jay? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Well, we were talking about our, our new segment, um, Not So Fun Facts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Not So Fun we Facts. Brought, we brought up some Not So Fun Facts in the last episode. And, um, you know, as you do, you fall down the rabbit hole. And you remember the episode, our last episode uh, was Mary Tyler Moore show. Correct. Mary- and you remember the jail episode where I was talking about the, the two women who were in the cell with so her. With her. I was like, yeah. I don't know who they are, but they're hysterical, right? So, strangely enough, I learned that one of them actually had two or three appearances on the Mary Tyler Moore show, was so well liked on there that she actually was brought on to the Phyllis spinoff. So she did three episodes of the Phyllis show, right? Got it. And then was the victim of a random shooting ah. and killed. Oh, dear Lord. Along with two other people on the same night. One was with her. Another woman was just in the neighborhood, was also shot and killed. Oh, my God. So her name was uh, Barbara Colby, and her friend was James Kiernan. James Kiernan... Uh, was in an acting class with her that she taught. Oh, wow. So apparently after the acting class, they would everyone would kind of congregate in the parking lot. And um, I guess they might have been the last two there. A van rolls up, just shoots them both dead right in the friggin' parking lot. And this James Kiernan was also, he, did, he only had, I think, one or two credits. And he was also a guest star on Rhoda. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, weird. The, the, so the they, Mary Charler Moore uh, <laughs> murder mysteries. Isn't that bizarre? It is unsolved to this day. Wow. Yeah. Three people killed. They said it was a 40-minute crime spree in which three people were murdered, multiple people were robbed, beaten, pistol-whipped, and, and or molested. Oh, my God. And, 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 uh, 1975. 75. Jeez. Isn't that fucking nuts? So, that is. Um. The whole cast uh, was at her funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore, Ed Asner, Valerie Harper, and Cloris Leachman, they all went to the funeral. And Cloris Leachman also recorded a tribute for her that was going to air um, after the third episode of the show, ah, saying, like, okay. as you might know, because she was, like, a main character. This is who She played Julie, I guess, on there. Okay. She was, like, a main character on the show, and she was like, hey, just so you know, we we're, we love her, we miss her. We were we we thought about removing the character from the show, but we thought it you know it it wouldn't fool anybody. So they did recast her with another actress. Ah. So, but the network chose not to air it when the oh, time the came. The tribute. Oh wow! So yeah, she recorded this little thing for, her and they were like, "Yeah, we want to keep it happy and fun. We don't want to bring everyone down with this." They 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 did want to show that you might not make it after all. Oh, fuck, right? 
Yeah. So I just thought that was really weird and that I'm, I just thought it was strange that I called them out specifically, her out specifically for being so funny as a mm-hmm. guest star in that one episode. And then I learned all that. Damn. Like, well, yeah, clearly she was funny if they were like, hey, come on, come be on Phyllis and have a main part, you know? Damn. But yeah, we, oh, we got another RIP too. Luckily, he didn't have a sitcom, so we don't have to catch up with that one. But uh, Ivan Reitman died. Yeah. Ghostbusters director. It's it is cool. I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters, but I guess it's cool that he got to live long enough to see his son's take on the franchise. I've heard yeah. it's good. I haven't got to it yet. Did you catch the new Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it was fun. There's a lot of blood and guts if you're into. Oh well, it, then it's good. <laughs> if you, don't go in expecting a great story. If you walk in there, though, and go, you know, I want to watch Leatherface cut about thirteen to twenty people in half. That's your movie. Okay. I, I remember just being like so like, like, and I was like really young watching it, but being so amused watching uh, uh, 2, uh, uh, Tesla Chainsaw Massacre 2, where it was like so everybody it's else in the bizarre. family. Yeah. That was a fucked up movie. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, well, you know. This didn't concentrate on Leatherface, so, you know. If you- well, Toby Hooper apparently thought when he made Texas Chainsaw he was making a comedy. Yeah, and then he was. He said he was shocked that everyone was horrified by it. So then when they asked him to do the sequel, he goes, well, they didn't think that was funny. They'll definitely think this is funny. And then he just went balls to the wall crazier. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're doing the same requel shit again. The Scream, Scream is now coined this the term requel, a reboot sequel. Yeah. Where, But every fucking movie in the Chainsaw franchise is a requel, really. Because they all, oh, we didn't like the last one. Skip that one. This is a sequel to the original. No, that one didn't nah, work nah, either. Now this one's this a sequel one. to the original. <laughs> and they've literally done that, I don't know, three or four times. And they've done, what, two or three, two prequels, I think? It's like... <laughs> oh, wow. Get your shit together! Oh, anyway. and, and and speaking of, though, you know, like, uh, horror and, and such, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to possibly go to the uh, the Chiller Theater uh, convention in, in uh, Parsippany, New Jersey, in the um, beginning of May. Who's number one on your meeting list for that one christopher lloyd is actually going to be there that would be it it's a back to the future uh reunion but so far michael j fox hasn't been uh named yet but everybody else basically has been christopher lloyd in my favorite movie of all time not that i've said it a million times on this show who friend roger rabbit did you see (laughs) did you see roger rabbit's having a comeback yeah, uh, and, uh, which, uh, rescue, rescue Rangers, right? Rescue Rangers is getting a live action, live weird L- live yeah. action. <laughs> yeah, it's a dude. This trailer, I'm watching it going. Some weird fucking decisions were made on this one. <laughs> they got a Scat Cat and Paula Abdul and Roger Rabbit and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Not Scat Cat like the videos you watch at home. No, 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 not, they're not scat that scat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that movie looks fucking bizarre. And then Roger Rabbit showed up in an episode of the show we're talking about tonight. Wow. I was like, whoa, all right. <laughs> Some weird shit going on. Yeah, Disney Plus. I, I don't know if they just, because they've been work, trying to do Roger Rabbit 2 for fucking, what, 30 years? God, yeah. And well, they, they did a short, I remember. They did a couple of shorts. They yeah, were they theatrical did a, yeah, shorts. Two shorts uh, there is a script it. for, I think it was actually a prequel about how Roger, Baby Herman, and Jessica met in the war. Oh, God. And I think it was called Toon Platoon. Okay. (laughs) 
It's weird though because this this Roger or, uh, Rescue Rangers movie seems to be poking a lot of fun at Robert Zemeckis, mm-hmm. and then Roger Rabbit's in it, and he actually directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh wow! So I wonder if he's involved somehow, or because it seems weird to be like, "Hey, we love your shit," but also fuck you <laughs> for your shit. Because <laughs> there's like j- jabs at like Polar Express animation and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Also in that trailer, we saw a peek at Aladdin. Aladdin, the voice of Aladdin. Is on the show we're talking about tonight. Full House. <laughs> <laughs> and who Steve. would that be? He was Steve from Full House. Did you know that? <clears throat> no. Yes. The the guy who played DJ's boyfriend. Boyfriend, there. yeah. So I'm going to throw this to you right away because I'm very curious of your thoughts on this show that aired yeah. from what, 87 to 95, you said? Correct. 87 to 95. Uh, cre- created also by Mr. Jeff Franklin, who you know had some TV credits to his name. I don't know if you already, if you have ever seen the original movie, The Bad News Bears. I thought you were going to be like, Full House, the movie. Yes, like, Full House, ba- the movie. This was based on some like R-rated war drama. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? No, but uh, they, they made an actual TV version of The Bad News Bears. Yeah, so, so yeah, he was a screenwriter on that. He was also a screenwriter on Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. Oh, I'm sorry, buddies. Laverne and who? Shirley. 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 Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> call you whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> uh, also, producer on Gary Shenling's show. So I'm like, ooh, okay. So, you know, he, he's got a decent uh Was resume. this also a Miller Boyette production? Is that... Is that- yeah, it was um, Miller Boyette. I used to. I feel like I saw that those names on every show back in the '90s too. You know what? It's qu- uh, quite possible. Like I'm wondering if it was mainly the TGIF uh, shows too. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. this one bleeds right into all of them, don't it? Step by step, family matters. Yeah. No. Oh, th- this this was actually a launching pad for a lot of them. Even Home Improvement. Was that a TGIF too? Uh, guess- a- a- apparently, it started as. This was the age of the wholesome family sitcom. Yep. And ABC, ABC. as soon as as soon as that well dried up, they canceled every fucking one of those family shows. Oh yeah. And they were like, <laughs> "What they they were like, we want to be more hip." <laughs> yeah, j- j- just like one of the shows that was part of their uh, TJF line lineup, Dinosaurs, it went extinct. <laughs> yeah. But th- this was the cornerstone. This really started off. The TGIF era, Full House, based in San Francisco, only filmed there for really one episode, season eight. <laughs> Everything else was mainly yeah. filmed in L.A. and and uh, some of the episodes where they actually went on the road, such as Well, to Hawaii. be fair, they did film the opening there. Yes, the, 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 open, the, <laughs> the opening, opening is filmed theme, there. Yeah. yeah, you can't really mistake, you know, the, the, you know like uh, the, those hills and and crap in uh, San Francisco there. Yeah, that's be a hard one to recreate, yeah. especially when you can see fucking Alcatraz in the background or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so we have Danny Tanner, who is a recent widower, and he has. Uh, I forget. Did they mention how his wife died? Was she sick or did she get in an accident? Well, he- here's what we'll go into one of the. Interesting uh, things here. On the show itself, I do not think they actually mentioned what happened. He killed her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Danny Tanner, her serial killer. We don't ask questions, Michelle. <laughs> do you want to join mommy? Whoa, oh, God. Cue the, <laughs> you, cue the music. You got it, dude. No, cue, uh, the mu- cue the music. 
<laughs> yes, that sappy music, which will which will go into as well. But uh, anyway, it was mentioned in the unaired pilot that she was in a car crash. Okay. Yeah, the unaired pilot where Danny and, was probably driving. Like, yeah, fucking bitch. I know which way I'm going. Fuck you. <laughs> Rammed her in the side of a bus. Danny was played by a different actor, John Posey. Posey, yeah. Yeah, John Posey actually, you know, he has a decent uh, resume himself, but you know, younger viewers may know uh, his son, Tyler Posey, as the uh, lead actor of the Teen Wolf show. Is he related to Parker Posey? No, I, I don't think he's actually related to Parker Posey. I was looking for that in the uh, the family connections there. Well, I think this was a case. I think, if I remember right, they wanted Saget, but he couldn't do it at first. Right. And then they shot it with this guy, and it didn't quite work. No. <laughs> and then they were like, and then Saget became available. Correct. Yeah. From, yeah I mean, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Love you, bro. Yes. Probably is my favorite part of the show, just him in general. Mm-hmm. I think actor-wise, he might be the best actor on the show, even though I know he hated doing everything he does on the show. <laughs> and the, the show is so not him. Yeah. If you've ever seen his stand-up, um, that's him, I guess. Yeah. So. But the, the, the stand-up, yeah, just so you know, you know, the actor that played, again, Bob Saget, um, if you saw this show and then went to be, you know, watch one of his stand-up specials, expecting oh you know good wholesome family humor you were sadly uh, <laughs> surprised <laughs> because he yeah. was one of the filthiest comics out there in fact he wrote a memoir type book where he was kind of telling stories from his career mm-hmm. and one that he brought up on a lot of shows that got him some heat at one point was they were doing a scene they were rehearsing a scene in Michelle's bedroom and, of course, the kids could only work, like, three hours a day, you know? Right. So, a lot of times, the kids weren't on the set. They were in, like, another building in class. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he was rehearsing with the camera guys, trying to get this this moment right for the camera operator. And he had a rubber doll of Michelle. Oh, no. <laughs> and he goes, it's me and, like, six camera guys and lighting guys. And he's like, I'm fucking bored. We did it a few times. And he starts just trying to make the camera guys laugh and starts, like, diddling the fucking doll and shit. At one point, I guess, throws the doll on the bed and starts going to town on this rubber doll. Oh, dear Lord. What he didn't realize was that the cameras were live and going to studio heads and the children in their classrooms were watching the rehearsals. Oh, dear Lord. So Mary-Kate and uh, Ashley Olsen were watching... uh <laughs> D- D- Danny Daddy Tanner <laughs> Uh huh Oh so, boy I guess one of the I think it might have been The Olsen's mom Or one of the other kids Moms come running down To the set Stop it Bob The kids can see you And he goes I thought I was gonna get fired Right there on the spot Now Today He would yeah, have he- been Shit canned And cancelled from Hollywood Oh oh definitely uh, the, the thing though That's interesting And if you compare that To the cancel culture Of today Nobody else brought that out in the press or anything. The only reason that story's out is because he wrote he, it in his he, book. He included it in his book. <laughs> it's a whole new fucking world we live in, man. Because nowadays you'd have everybody and their fucking sister out in the uh, entertainment tonight telling that story. Mm. 
but very strange. Uh, he goes, it was stupid. He goes, I was thought I was just making some guys laugh. I had no idea. Yeah. But but only imagine, Daddy? What are you doing, Daddy? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that that's, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely cringe factor there. But yeah, again, in his uh, stand-up, he was very filthy as well. He Bob Sackett was also known as the guy, uh, the, the main voice of... America's Funniest Home Videos, too, for a good number of years. Hosted all the voices. Yep. Maybe younger kids might know him. He was the narrator on uh, How I Met Your Mother, right? Yep. He was also the narrator on How I Met Your Mother. Half-baked. You ever suck dick for coke? (laughs) Again, surprising some people that, again, didn't know anyone but the Danny Tanner or America's Funniest Home Videos. When um, Jamie Kennedy was trying to be a rapper, they had a song with him. It was like, I'm rolling with Saget. And he's like, what the fuck? You know, it's pretty funny. Oh, my God. And at the very, they do this whole, like, stupid rap song. I think he talks about fucking Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, God. And at the end, he does like he does one of these. He goes, good night, Michelle. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Surprised he didn't go into the teddy bear song. Uh, <laughs> as we'll go into as well. But, but we don't have to sing it. Teddy bear. <laughs> Is it I Elvis said song, we don't right? have to. What's that? Was that? That was actually an Elvis song, I believe. Yes, it right? was. Yeah, yeah, because again, his brother-in-law, <laughs> Jesse. Uh, yeah, was, pl- should we plow through the cast real quick? Yeah, let's, go, yeah, let's go through the uh, the, the John the Stamos, Uncle Jesse, Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey. Yeah, you got no, uh, not, sexy not ass. related. He was just a friend, but right. Yeah, sexy ass Aunt Becky, who woo, I Lori Laughlin. <laughs> Lori Laughlin is that her name? Yep, Lori Laughlin. The kids were Stephanie, who was Jody Sweeten. Sweeten. Jody Sweeten. Who, when I was a little kid, I had a crush on her, too. She was, like, just older than me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the Olsen's age. I think they were, like, six months older than me. <laughs> oh, that's scary. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, Ca- um, Candace, Candace Cameron, Cameron. Bro- her brother, sister of Kurt Cameron, Cameron of which Growing Pains. I didn't Pains. realize until my wife said, it's like, oh, yeah, you know her brother. I'm like, no, yeah. what's it? It's like, Kurt Cameron. I'm like... You're like, oh, my God. (laughs) We'll have to do that show someday and talk about his weird ass. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Michelle, uh, Mary-Kate, and Ashley Olsen. Yes. Which a weird choice because a lot of shows did do the twin thing because, like I said, kids can only work like three hours. Mm -hmm. So they cast Michelle with twins for that very reason. But yet later in the series when Jesse has kids, they just gave him twins. So you would think maybe they should have hired quadruplets for the twins, right? Yeah, might as well. But, why would you? Why would you do the thing in the beginning to save your time and your your effort, and then later on you're like, ah, fuck it, we'll just give them twins. Yeah, I don't know. Seems but silly. but the the interesting thing also, I, I don't know if you noticed, I think it was from second season, Michelle was credited as being played by Mary Kate Ashley Olsen. Yeah, they didn't want them to know it was twins in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly why, but yeah, they they thought it would be confusing to people or. Yeah, people couldn't handle twins, uh, you know, but. And then they become the fucking richest twins in <laughs> television in, in history. history. <laughs> <laughs> they made what gotta be, what, 75 straight to video. They, you know, they, they actually like. They own all the. They own that. Yeah, yeah. Like Dual Star was like the company that their parents like made for them. Yep. And yeah, and, when and, they were and, eighteen, they handed it over and went, "Here you go." And, and every licensed thing to all that, y'all, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, whatever, 
Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty set. <laughs> I think they went on to also help discover the what was this the sweet life? Was that the Disney kid, the blonde boys? Oh, okay, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Zach I think and Cody. they I think they might have helped discover them as well. Oh wow! So then they had the young. Once they were too old, they were like, "Hey, let's get us some new blood," and they found these twins and helped them. So, so do they have like this, like you know, like like Spider Man has a spider sense? Do they have twin sense? It's like our twin sense is tingling. Twins and, over there. And to tie back to our first episode, I think those tw- those twin boys were Ross's son on Friends. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. To t- talk about a uh, go- going back to our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> you never forget your first time. <laughs> But anyway, so f- first episode, uh, Danny's mom has been there for a few months, helping them through. You know, like after his wife had you know died, she's leaving, and what's going to happen is his brother-in-law Jesse and his friend Joey are going to now live at the house with with Danny to help out. You know, with with, with the family, with, with with his three daughters, and you know keeping the house going the clearest indication this is a disney owned property a single parent you can never have two parents in disney anything <laughs> oh no see <laughs> finding nemo see fi- yeah, it's like 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 ha- ha- how many uh how many disney movies you know start with okay one of the parents has to be killed okay you, you, you usually the mom actually if you went into a disney executive and pitched a, a movie or a show with two parents you just see Walt come out with a fucking shotgun. He goes, shh, shh, not in my house, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi's got mom. Oh, fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the first uh, Disney movie that I saw that actually had both parents and I was like, huh? was actually Pixar's Brave. I'm like, something's wrong here. <laughs> no, you watch Wait, The Lion what? King and you go. <laughs> Oh my God! He's got two pair. Oh God, Mufasa! No. <laughs> Why? Akuna, my what? <laughs> did Mulan have a mom? She didn't have a mom either, did she? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think her mom. Yeah, because I think it was what her aunts were also helping. he <laughs> has got a problem with parents, bro. It's in general. <laughs> we cannot have a full. Uh, Family unit and it's here. Usually the dad, right? I mean, yeah. Usually the dad is the one that's Simba left. Simba got left with his mother, but it's, it feels like it's usually the dad. Jesus. Yeah, usually it is the dad that is the one that's remaining. Wow. But yeah, in this case, again, Danny Tanner is the one remaining. Yeah, br- brings in his brother-in-law, and he brings in yeah his friend Joey to you know help out with things. J- Jesse, uh, a real you know guy. That you know, biker all of a type, had... Elvis fan, mm-hmm. leather jacket, rides a motorcycle, and now he has to like sleep in a room with pink bunnies on the wall. I hate that son of a bitch. He's still just as good looking as he was then. He is, and he's doing what yogurt a, commercials. What a handsome he... man! Even <laughs> as a straight man, you can go. I get it, you son of a bitch. The Bob Saget roast, which was freaking hysterical. Yeah, Cloris Leachman. Famously said, I'm not here to roast Bob Saget. No, no, I'm not here to roast Bob Saget. I'm here to fuck John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was married to Rebecca Romaine there. Woo. Yeah. Who was who made the joke on the roast where they were like, John Stamos, 
You lost your wife to the fat kid, kid from, from Stand, Stand By, by Me. me. <laughs> what was the Gilbert one where he's like, how do you make a, a drink or whatever? Oh, how do you make an ass hurts? Oh, an ass hurts. It was like, Mary Kate and Ashley walk into a bar is like, I want an ass hurts. <laughs> God. I never heard of that drink. How do you make an ass hurts? He's like, oh, first you drink a milkshake given to you by Bob Saget, and then you wake up or some shit. <laughs> Like Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, uh, and 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 again, also during the Clarice Leach at the Clarice Leachman uh, portion, like <laughs> because she didn't recognize a lot of the people on the dais, she had two of the best uh, jokes because of that. It's like, yeah, I don't recognize most of you up here. I guess it's because I I only like you know watch movies, watch TV, <laughs> and read the trades. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I I guess you know that's that's why I don't recognize you. <laughs> and her her other joke was it's like somebody punched me in the face so I can see some fucking stars up here. <laughs> I think my favorite roast joke ever was on the Pam Anderson one though. So I don't remember who said it, but they were like. Pam Pamela Anderson has caused more seed to be spilled than Michael J. Fox at a bird feeder. It's <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit! Oh my god! And uh, and also again with the roast, we also have the the recently passed Norm Macdonald, who very I don't, good friend of Bob Saget. B- very good friend of Bob Saget. As we mentioned before, Saget directed the Dirty Work film, and I think they mm-hmm. became very tight on that. Yep. That's what I said. It's so fucking weird to think of the three guys from Dirty Work. Bob Saget, Norm MacDonald, and Artie Lang. Artie Lang's the one alive. Yeah, that that's scary. He's the survivor. And now it has come out that Saget died of uh, head trauma. Yeah. He banged his head or something, and I think a blood clot got him or something. Or... Yeah, yeah, ba- basically, like, yeah, like a hematoma. Um, yeah, he, he banged his head, he went to sleep, and basically passed in his sleep. As they say, do not go to bed with a concussion, or if you think you have any kind of head drama, because apparently it's... Can be bad. Pretty, uh, pretty quick to end you, if that's the case. But, um, <laughs> I don't know if you know the story of Norm on the Saget Roast. If you remember his Oh, set, oh the, yeah, the... The he oh, I fucking love Norm. The old people jokes that he would just do. Yes, it basically when Bob asked him to be on the roast, he's like, "I don't want to roast you." Mm-hmm. And you know, like he he kept at it, and it's like, "What I'm gonna do then? I'm gonna read jokes from an old joke book, like you mm-hmm. know, like like you said, like an old old joke book." And that's basically what Norm did. <laughs> and at first, it was like. Like, everyone was very uncomfortable. Like, what is he doing? And then the comedians were dying. Oh, yeah, because they <laughs> as, know Norm. Like, yeah, they knew I feel Norm like the audience was, was confused. <laughs> the audience was like, who the fuck is this guy? And it was funny because you could see the, the, the wall between the, the dais and the audience because the dais gets it. Yeah. They know him. They know what he's doing. And mm. they're laughing their ass off. And then it would cut to the audience who's... Like confused, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should be booing him, but they're laughing at him, so I should laugh. Maybe I yeah, don't know. It, it was that uncomfortable laughter, like, <laughs> yeah. And Saget was the, the one laughing the hardest. He he loved exactly, that, man. yeah, because he knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> it's exactly what Norm said he'd do. <laughs> 
usually comics are constantly talking about their friends, this and that. Saget always seemed like an outlier, but to, when the outpouring came when he died, it was kind of interesting to watch. And mm-hmm. I didn't hear a single negative thing about him. Everyone said he was the sweetest, nicest, most giving dude ever. Yeah. Um, I guess he only fondled a rubber doll of a child once. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the story. We're sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds like he was a great dude. So that's that's yeah. very cool. You never want to hear the other shit come out after someone dies. No, so. no. But so so anyway, our, uh, the first episode is basically the you know g- getting to know all the characters. And now they're all going to have to live under one roof. And that is all you need to know because the whole rest of the show is the exact same fucking premise. And, and, and cue the shitty fake drama music. Yes, this of all the sitcoms we've watched, we, this and you know we we've actually watched. Unfortunately, you know, like like hey, ink simple rules, not that good. Yeah. This this is the most formulatic show, the sitcom you could write. Here's the thing, right? So I want to know, do you think this is a good show? (sighs) This this is where I'm thrown because I'll I'll, I'll take you on my journey because. Yeah. So you didn't really grow up with this, right? You didn't watch it as a child? I had watched a couple of Well, I guess you were probably in your 20s. Were you in your twenties when this aired? How old were you? Um, 80, well, it's, it started airing in my late teens, and then yeah, like into my twenties. So yeah, you would be at a point where you're like, I ain't watching that bullshit, you know? Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, they, I wasn't the target demo for for, for this uh, show. Yes, but like so. Let, yes, take me on your journey into yes, your first it, time living in Full House. Yes, the it's living home. in Full House first. I will say, this is one of the most non-memorable theme songs of all the shows we've watched. Oh, that's interesting, because honestly, this is a 90s theme song bop, bro, and I bet you a lot of people would disagree with you. Now, that's probably because I grew up with it, Mm -hmm. and I heard it so much. This show was re-ran to fucking death. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Syndication, this has been on and on and on. But when I Googled it on the way home, because I was going to come home and watch some episodes, I Googled it, and Google goes, this sh- show is airing soon. And it gave me a listing of probably 40 fucking channels today <laughs> today that it was airing on. I believe it. It's like 5 o'clock at 5.30 and 6. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. No other show had as many listings of no, all the I, ones we've discussed. I believe it. Well, because... This show is not just formulatic, it's the most saccharine sweet show (laughs) that you could write. And this is, I guess, this is my thing with the theme song. The music part of it is fine. It's The the words and shit? The the words don't flow to me. Did you watch any that had the extended theme or just cut to the ah and that shit? Well, here's the thing. I, I I watched a few episodes with, in fact, the I think the first episode has the extended theme, and after a few episodes, I'm like, okay, uh, the rest of them skip, <laughs> skip. All of these shows had the same fucking theme back in the '90s, and especially those TGIF. All the same producer dude. Yep. Your step by step and your family matters and this, they all kind of sound the same. 
Mm-hmm. I would give the edge to the Family Matters theme. I think is a little yeah. more poignant. Yeah, I, I I I agree with the Family Matters one. It, it, it's it's just yeah more poignant. That just, it's it, it a just, rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. That was the Family Matters one. But but I think it flows a little better. This one just seems a little uh, 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 like staccato where it shouldn't be staccato. It's factory. And, it's it's literally make me a sweet happy theme. I would be shocked if this someone told me this was a. A song prior to this show. It had to be written for this. Uh, let's see. Well, let's see. It was written by uh, or performed by Jesse Frederick, who co-wrote the song with uh, Bennett uh, Salve and serious creator <laughs> Jeff Franklin. Yeah. So there you go. But I do think it's a catchy, decent TV theme. So the fact that you think it's like incredibly not memorable is very interesting. Yeah. But, that, I, I, but like because said, you didn't grow up with it. J- just then- the dude. That part of it is fine. It's just like if you tell me, it's like again, I forgot the first, uh, the last word of the first line of the song, which I wrote on our page today. Whatever like, happened to predictability? Predictability, the man, the paperboy, evening TV. Yeah. How did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. That's part of the. That's parts usually cut. Yeah, predictability describes every bit of this show, every little bit of this show. There, there is a formula to the show. But the jokes are not memorable. That's that's no, one thing. The joke, and that's what I, that's why I asked you if you thought it was a good show because I want to see how you gauge it. Obviously, you didn't grow up with it, so you're gauging it as you're viewing now. Right. I and, would if you said, "Is this a good show for me to go watch?" Fuck no, it's not. It, this but, is a good children's show. Oh, definitely good children's show. One for a family to sit down and watch. But no, he, leave he, Dad he, out of it. Don't make Dad watch this. Dad will hate I, you. I know. Dad may not appreciate. <laughs> well, you know, Dad, Dad may like Lori Laughlin there. Yeah, Aunt Becky. He might want to fuck Aunt Becky. But. It's it's literally like you had a, a sugar rush. You just stuff your mouth full of candy. And it's like, ugh. And can't remember anything because you just ate it so quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that show's over. <laughs> I well, I can say, and I think I did mention it before. Danny Tanner was more of a parent to me than either one of my actual parents. Wow, I can say that flat out. I watched this show every fucking day when I got home from school as a kid, mm-hmm. like when I was real young, and I guarantee I learned some moral lessons from this pile of shit. <laughs> I guarantee it because you know what? My parents weren't there telling me right from wrong. They weren't telling me any of these things that Danny was teaching his daughters. I, I got to ask you though, Jay, when you were learning these uh, moral lessons of that, did, did violin music play in the background? <laughs> no. And I hate that as, shit as so much. it plays much. in every freaking episode. Every as, fucking episode. As soon episode. as, like, oh, we're, we're going to go into the Even the fucking Disneyland episode, they do the fucking <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, I, I hear the strings. Yep, here, here's our lesson, boys and girls. Mellow fucking drama, bro. <laughs> every fucking episode is in a, in a very special full house. Yeah. It, it's so forced. It's so fake. Maybe because you're dealing with kid issues, it feels really stupid. Uh, possibly, yeah. Because everything is like, Stephanie was mean to me. No, sweetie, Stephanie just had a hard day. And like You're like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. It's like, Stephanie is PMSing. Come on. <laughs> She's like, eight, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I. That's why I said this is a hard show to gauge for me because it is very nostalgic. 
I have fond memories watching it as a child, but watching it now, it's fucking terrible. But uh, there's there's little moments that I appreciate. I, 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 I'll say this, though. If we take this versus, I think, again, our lowest rated one would be Eight Simple Rules. It, it just was not a good show. Mm-mm. Oh, Hard Swallow. This was just like an easy swallow, but... What did I watch? Oh, wait, it's over. Hold on. Well, <laughs> I would say the material on both shows are crap, I would yeah. say. There's no funny real jokes. Not really funny no. jokes. Once in a great while, you might get a sprinkle in there. But I would have fucking gone nuts on this set working with Michelle. Not because she was a diva or anything, but because she was a, what, one, two? She couldn't read. You know how they had to do her lines? No. The acting coach would stand off camera, and every time Michelle had to say a line, she would act it out for her, and then Michelle would repeat it. And they would do that every time she had to talk. Oh, wow. So the other actors would talk to Michelle, and then Michelle would have to look at the acting coach to do her lines, and then do her and keep doing it until she got it right for each individual line. Wow, I did not know that about how... Because, I mean, uh, think about it. She couldn't read the script to, you know... Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't know how to do it for the emotion. So she had to like, okay. And they're like, okay, do this. I saw a little behind the scenes thing. And yeah, I was ah. like, I would go fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, like that part of it. Yeah. Would drive me nuts. If I was on that cast. Uh, yeah. That would drive me nuts. I wouldn't be surprised why she had more of the catchphrases. It's like. Cause it's uh, short and to the point. And- exactly. You got it, dude. Now, the one good thing I will say, comparing this to um, Eight Simple Rules, we talked about they had no clear line. They tried to be a family show, but they would throw in these kind of awkward, raunchy jokes that also weren't funny. Mm -hmm. This show at least draws the line. Like, there are once in a great while, there'll be like a little minor innuendo of some sort. Right, but for the most part, it's pretty straight through. The little pranky kid, Rusty, Danny gets up from the table and he pulls all the stuff off the table because the tablecloth has been tucked into his pants. So the prank kid shoved his hand down Danny's pants to tuck the tablecloth in his pants. I know. That's hmm. I was like, that's fucking weird. But he goes, how did the tablecloth get in my pants? And they all look at Joey because he's the prankster. Usually Yep. I've never shoved anything in his Danny's pants. And then you kind of give like an awkward look like it's supposed to be like a dirty, mm. a dirty joke. Yeah, d- d- that's dirty like inside the, joke. <laughs> that's like the level of fil- the, <laughs> the most filth you're going to get on this kind of show. Oh, oh, although if we go to, uh, to to Joey, to Dave Coulier, the rumor is the Alanis Morissette song, You Want to Know, oh, is about yeah. him because they, they dated. They did date, right? Yeah, yeah they did date. And all of a sudden she comes out with this great, you know, song. You're like, it's like, huh. So I have heard this, that, this yeah. guy sounds like a real dick. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, should we should we just plow through the uh, let, let, three episodes? Plow- we <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let's plow through. We we're we're going to discuss from season three, Honey, I Broke the House. Yep, which which has one of the tro- TV tropes of. A car going through a wall. The, 
the the set the main set of the show yeah so many f- i i chose this one because i'm like every fucking show's done this this yes. did it i'm i've i've seen to recall mm. urkel driving something through the goddamn house yep on family matters i remember everyone loves raymond didn't the dad drive through yes. the fucking house I, I, I was gonna bring that one up and that's a, it, i can't wait till we do that show that is a fantastic show what an easy yeah. setup for a sitcom <laughs> boom drive the house drive the car through the house, house. mayhem right this show <laughs> Doesn't do it particularly well. There's nothing really exciting or funny about it, but I, I everybody's know. done it. So yeah, and and I, I will say it's like the the reaction. Like if someone actually drove a vehicle through the wall, I think in real life would be uh, a a little more uh, excited than what we got on the show. <laughs> I think they actually did it on one of the Fuller House ones oh, again. So they repeated. Uh, I think these are the only. I think these are the only seasons I watched, and I got these okay. at Family Video when they went out of business for like a buck. <laughs> Which I didn't even know Netflix put out their shows. Yes, and apparently, it. I was surprised today to find out that it ran. I thought it ran for two seasons. I thought you had the two oh. seasons, but no, it ran for five. Oh, weird! I I just noticed this on the back here. It says repackaged for by Family Video. Oh. So maybe they have had some deal with Family Video to put out their original series. Oh, perhaps. Okay, v- very interesting. Because if you we'll... notice, the packaging is like very bland. It's just black and white letters, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Okay, so so this episode, yeah, uh, Uncle Joey's got a, a a a classic car. He goes down to get some paint for a touch up. And Stephanie gets behind the wheel. She wanted to listen to the radio, and she wound up backing into the house, into the into the kitchen. She thinks R is for radio. Yeah, R is for radio. <laughs> and backs into the house, and then runs away. Blah blah blah. I'm leaving because I did a bad thing, and they're like, "You shouldn't do that." And that's yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, she she, <laughs> ran, she she ran to Becky's house, Aunt Becky, yeah. who who wasn't at at this point, Aunt Becky. <laughs> Not a very exciting episode. Uh, no, no that, I that, wouldn't that, watch it. That, that, <laughs> Don't that, watch it. That that is pretty much. Yeah, it's like yeah, that, that is the basis of the show. Okay, yeah, she runs away, then she comes home. She's got to face consequences. She doesn't like to be punished, but who does? She's like, anyway. Daddy, you never have to hug and kiss me again. He goes, "There's nothing, sweetie, that you could ever do that would make me not hug and kiss you." Yep, and yep, and that's and roll credits. <laughs> that, that is the episode. <laughs> Yeah, this one sucked. Um, what 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 was next on our uh, list? Season there? four, uh, Secret Admirer. Okay, this was the best episode of this series that I watched. And yeah, and you said it was number one on the screen rant. On the screen rant top ten listed episodes. This made number one. For four episodes, you had Danny dating this woman who had like a son named Rusty, who was like a little prankster. Yep. And basically all of his episodes were him pulling pranks on the family. Right. So he see, he sees that DJ has a crush on the paper boy and decides, I'm going to mess with her. And I write, he writes a little love note on a typewriter. That's how you know this is an old show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this kid's got a typewriter out. And uh, he go, hands the note to, to Michelle, Michelle and says, give this to your sister and tell her it's from the paper boy or something. Yep. But she gives it to the wrong sister. Yeah, that well, I, I, yeah, she actually, you know, you know, it winds up going to to Stephanie, 
And she thinks that Rusty likes her, which she's like, ew. She puts it into the laundry basket. And then from the laundry basket, it gets now to Danny's girlfriend. It's Joey's laundry basket. She's a dry cleaner. So he's like, hey, take my laundry and wash these stains out for me. There's a little note in there telling you the problem or whatever. And she finds the love note. And it's like, oh, Joey's Joey's in love with me. me. And then she stashes it. And Danny asks Becky to read his notes for the show. And right. that's in, she's now stashed it in his notes. So Becky thinks Danny's in love with her. her. Yeah. And then she hides it in a book that Jesse gives back to Kimmy. Cause it's like a library book. Yep. And then Kimmy, Kimmy thinks, thinks that Jesse's, Jesse's in, in love, with, love her. with her. And it just goes on and on. And everyone thinks that they're in love with this and that. And, and it is and, kind of funny, but it's also like stupid. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's truly formulatic. Awful convenient is what we say. Oh, oh, but, if this is emphasis on the awful convenience no <laughs> but i think one of the other funny things about this episode the internal dialogue yeah you know, like joey's in love with me oh no i can't tell danny about this yeah you know, like this but, is the but, only time i remember the fucking dog talking on this show yes <laughs> i was like oh god they did a buck bundy from married with children where the dog talks and like you hear like his internal monologue yep. they say like I just like I, I hope they drop some bacon or something. Some yeah, oh, oh yeah, shit. drop some food at the uh, the barbecue. I hope someone drops like, some food. I don't remember Comet talking in this show. Why is he talking like a fucking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, th- but this I think was the the funniest premise because it was a it wasn't just a single oh m- mistaken communication. It kept going down the line. It, it was yeah. basically telephone by by note. <laughs> yeah, it, it did feel a little um, Three's Company, right? Yes, which I, I know we've discussed, you and I, that pretty much every episode of Three's Company is mistaken communication, <laughs> but the way it's done is just so hysterical. That's one of my favorite jokes on the show Friends. I think Chandler sees them watching Three's Company. And he goes, oh, I love this one. It's the one with the misunderstanding. (laughs) It's like every fucking episode of the show. But, yeah, this definitely best episode of the ones that I watched. I mean, if you you are at all curious, at least this one has all the characters in it. So, and I mean, two others, but this, this little kid, Rusty, is actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what I, I looked him up, he's only like literally got like four credits. He did four episodes of Full House. He starred in some movie where he was like a ten year old kid on a cross country road trip to meet Drew Barrymore or some shit. I don't know. God, I forget what it was called. And then he had, and he had like one or two little things here, and that was it. So it's kind of strange, but damn. I should have made you watch some of the ones with uh, what's the little kid from like Pet Cemetery and. Uh, oh, Gage. <laughs> Kindergarten cop and shit, that kid. Uh, oh, it's not Atuma. <laughs> he was in a bunch of episodes of Full House, and he was actually usually the funniest fucking part of him. Mm. I should have found some of those and pulled them out for you, because he was uh, he was like one of Michelle's classmates or something. Got it. And typically the best part. And the little kid, uh, the Maori kid from, like, Smart Guy. The little black kid who was uh, Tia and Tamara's younger brother. Oh, okay. No, I, I don't remember He that was one. on a bunch of them, too. He was usually pretty funny on there. I mean, for young, very young child actors, they were right. very funny. Yeah, there, there were some interesting child actors on the show. <laughs> like, you actually uh, 
in uh, some of the episodes, uh, one of Michelle's friends tur- turned out to be Journey Smollett, who is of the TV Smollett's, <laughs> including mm. Jesse Smollett, the guy that staged the hate crime against himself. Yeah. The last one I said we should discuss is the Disneyland one, because again, another trope that Disney apparently forced upon all of their Disney Channel shows and their ABC shows. Hey, you should do an episode of Disneyland. That's the one in Florida, right? Uh, Disneyland? Or, I think no, Disneyland. No, land, land, uh, land is California. World is Florida. They usually go to Florida, so it must have been Disney World. Well, I don't know. Being that it was filmed in L.A., I'm guessing that they went to Disneyland. Well, I mean, they may have filmed it in the California one, but I think they always say we're going to Florida. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, I I looked up a list earlier, and it it didn't even cover all the ones that I even remembered, but, like, they were, like, Blossom and Step by Step and this and, I think, Boy Meets World. Like, all these fucking shows went to Disneyland or Disney World, whichever Mm -hmm. one. I remember Roseanne went to Disney World. Like, (laughs) <laughs> it was just a thing where once mm. I don't I don't like you said I don't remember exactly when Disney took over ABC. Yeah, I don't. I remember feel like the exact... it was before. I feel like you want to say it was the eighties, but maybe not. Maybe I'm they not were just sure. affiliated with them because they did a lot of the. It might have been Disney... the affiliation, but yeah. yeah, like not the full. They bought them because they were they would show Disney movies. I think back in the eighties, like a Sunday night, right? Yeah, yeah, the Sunday night movie. But yeah, at this point they were full fledged. Hey. <laughs> we need you to come promote our parks and shit. This one is, again, it's not that interesting, but it okay. must have been right when Aladdin came out because Aladdin and Genie and shit are all over this episode. And then the fact that Steve was the voice actor from Aladdin mm-hmm. probably had a lot to do with it. Damn. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 Steve being um, DJ's boyfriend. DJ's boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole thing. They go to the park and Michelle gets a... Uh, She's in line for something, and she cuts ahead of Stephanie and gets princess for the day. And they put her picture all over the park, because I'm sure Disney fucking does that. Literally, every time they walk into a shot, there's a different poster of Michelle. And (laughs) Stephanie's all jealous and shit. Like, oh, she took my princess for the day. Which, at this point, Stephanie's even old enough to probably be like, that's stupid. I don't want that anyway. But (laughs) for the sake of melodrama, you gotta have some fucking shit in there. They see, like, some Aladdin show and... Um, DJ misses Steve because he's not on the trip and she's seeing him everywhere. So you have a little meta joke where the actor playing Aladdin, she sees as Steve for a minute. (laughs) But then she sees him like the only the one thing I will give these episodes is they do do something that I don't remember any of the other Disney sitcom visits doing. What's that? They one they show you the shows like the stage shows. Oh, okay, like yeah, that's not usually a... Uh... No, they go to, like, an Indiana Jones one, and it's not great. It's really stupid, but it is kind of cool to see. And, of course, she sees Steve as Indiana Jones. And the one really interesting one that you really never see is Joey goes to the animation studio. Really? And is, like, walking around the cubicles of the Ink and Paint Club and sits down in an easel and starts drawing a cartoon version of himself. And, of course, he does cartoon voices. Yep. So he's, like, voicing his thing, and then like they, like, animate cartoon Joey on the easel, or on the whatever the hell it's called, the paper, mm-hmm. and he's, like, doing, like, a interacting with it. It was, it doesn't fit this show at all, 
but it's also like they did do something different than mm-hmm. so i was the, kind the, of the like standard uh Disney the visit. standard yeah just visit all the park and yeah you, you usually when you do like one of those like the disney visits that it has to do with you know going on the ride the costumed so, characters co- the costumed rides. characters and the rides are i think the two main things that you're you're dealing with on roseanne with dan did all he's like i'm gonna drink around the world so he did like drinking at all the different <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you mentioned also uh, what one of the other shows. Yeah, the, another child actor that was on this show that wound up going on to another show was uh, Danielle Fischel from uh, Boy Meets World. She, she was she, on this show? Yeah, she was on this show. She was one of the Jennifer's, uh, Stephanie's uh, classmates, uh, starting in season five, I think it was. Topanga? Is that what she was? Yeah. She was a lot of uh, young boys' uh, first loves, too, I know. I never really had a thing for it because I didn't watch that show much, but yeah, I, I, I know a lot really of my friends were show. all about Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it would have been weird for you because you would have been 20 years older than her. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, that, that creates a little bit of a problem there. So, Who's your favorite Disney princess? Favorite Disney princess? That's a good question. Um, I want to say Ariel. Yeah, I had a thing for Ariel when I was a kid, too. I think I was just a horny little kid. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I had a thing I, for everybody. I, I, I don't think that's changed, Jay. <laughs> I think hey, you still uh, are a horny little kid. <laughs> so after this, we're we're still gonna have a little, <laughs> right? Wait, wait, are you talking to your dog? Wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name's fucking Nick. You put that leash on, bitch. Role play with me. I, I I will say, like you know, I watched some other episodes. Like I said, from that top ten list. Um, Are any of them worth mentioning? <laughs> what well, one of the ones that was well, uh, two of the episodes was the the wedding with uh, with Jesse and and uh, Aunt Becky. Is that the one where he goes skydiving before or something? Yeah, he, he goes skydiving. He gets stuck in a tree. So another you know, he, another very tropey thing. Yes. There's all every time there's a wedding, something holds up the wedding. Yeah, and for this one, that was what held it up. Um, but interesting, uh, little tidbit from that one, the policeman, that guy actually was on General Hospital <laughs> with John Stamos <laughs> during his tenure there. I can give a shout out to my buddy who I just did a film with, uh, David Lautman. Oh, he actually just got cast on General Hospital. He's this, one of the. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, he started on the 15th, I think it was his first episode. He's playing, I think, a lawyer named, like, Schmolte or something. I was going to say, he, he he's playing a, a corpse, you know, like. <laughs> my, to my mom, I finally knew somebody famous now that they're on General Hospital. <laughs> oh. I can throw a fun John Stamos question at you. Okay. His name is uh, Ken, Ken Schreiner is the guy's name. Do you know, did you know that John Stamos had a, a one-year sitcom before Full House that ran from 86 to 87? No. It was called You Again, and it was about a grown son who moves back in with his father, and his father was an actor from one of our previous episodes. Can Ooh. you take a, I gave you three guesses. Give me three actors that you think potentially could have played his father. It, it is one of the main Stamos. shows we've covered. Stamos, Stamos. Okay. Of the ones we've covered, I'm trying to think who would be a good 
fit age or range. His, yeah, age range and fit look wise. I don't think a, he's a good fit look wise. Okay, <laughs> so get that out of your fucking okay. Head so right take that now. off the uh, <laughs> thing. Oh, okay, so if it's not a good fit look wise, and you said eighty six, eighty seven, let's go with uh, Tony Randall. You are so fucking close, my friend. Go the other one, Klugman. It's fucking Klugman. How fucking weird is that? That, that is kind is of funny, funny that you picked Tony Randall, though. Yeah. I, I, when it's you Jack know what? I, I figured it was actually one of them. Weird. <laughs> because of the timing, too. Because uh, it was before Jack Klugman's uh, issues with his throat and that. So. Yep. Yeah, 86 to 87, <laughs> it was called You Again. And it was starred John Stamos and Jack Klugman. I'm going to have to check wow. that out. Yeah, I'm going to have anywhere. to look for that one. I just realized I'm wearing my Leatherface shirt, and I brought up the new Texas Chainsaw. Earlier. It must have been subconscious, because I didn't even think about it. <laughs> now, if you start talking about symbiotes, we know it's because of your hat. But um, Yeah. Like I said, I also watched the last two episodes, and that that's the episodes where Michelle uh, falls off a horse and has amnesia. Yeah, fucking. And I'll say, yeah, it wasn't. Was it was that a partial clip show too, wasn't it? Where they show Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it was definitely clip because again, she's gotta get her memory back. Which her yeah. sister her sister plays her memories. This is a weird one. Uh we always say, what would would you recommend it? This and that. I'm gonna say if you need something to watch with your kids, or you just wanna yeah. put something on for your kids, go for it. This is an easy you you don't have to worry about what they're watching. No. I would say if you're just going to sit down as an adult and want to enjoy something, unless you have the nostalgia for this show, you're going to be bored. As someone who didn't grow up with the show, you're a little older than me. You kind of just watched it. You kind of just watched it for the first time. Do you see yourself ever watching more of this? Would you go out of your way to watch it? Would you you find anything, a kernel of joy in watching it? Uh, Here's the thing. Going out of my way to watch it? No. If I'm changing the channels and it's on, on and I don't really see anything else really of note that I really want to watch, I wouldn't mind putting it on. But would I go out of my way to watch it? Probably not. Yeah, it's a nostalgia crutch for me. It's just so easy. I I know stuff like this is the kind of thing that I've seen it so many fucking times as a youth. I don't really need to watch it. So, something like this is I'll put on the background if I'm cleaning the house. Yes, it's it's right. a it's a background show. Right, this it's definitely like, it's a background show. But also, there's far better background shows too. Oh, m- m- most definitely. I feel like Seinfeld is my go-to cleaning the house show. <laughs> yes, yeah. put that on the background. But but, but he, he, here's the thing: there's the background show where it's kind of just like noise and you glance every once in a blue moon or something. And then there's the background show where, where you're doing a task and then all of a sudden you realize, Oh wait, hold on. This is the funny part. Hold on. Yeah. Like I think I tried cleaning the, the house two. to night court, but then I just kept sitting down and watching night court. Yes. I couldn't do it. I was like, that, yeah, I got it. that's what I mean. There, yeah. There's the one where you will actually become engrossed in the show and too interested in the show where your tests go to the wayside and then there's yeah. the background where it's like, yeah, literally, it's the background. This is the background. Well, I do want to say RIP Bob Saget. So sad yes. that you're gone. This is not my favorite of your works at this moment in my life. But I tell you what, it was incredibly important to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I could say that wholeheartedly. This show did mean a lot to me when I was a child. 
And then, of course, it, it was nice that once he got out of this, he was a little raunchier and kind of grew with my humor as well. So that helped. Oh, definitely. That helped me respect him as a being a little more. Yeah. And, and just getting back to that Michelle one, the Michelle part of it with those last episodes didn't make me sad. But here's the thing. She had a head injury. And at the one point, she's like, I'm going to I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I thought about Bob Saget, Bob Saget. So <laughs> yeah. that that was the thing that actually upset me most watching the last episode. Yep. Yeah, he's the only reason we felt we needed to cover this show. So yeah. Well, no, it, it needed to be covered because it is a part <laughs> of sitcom history. That's true. That's true. So you want to do all the TGIF in a row now? <laughs> oh boy! Just TGIF 2022, bro. Let's uh, see. So, yeah. uh, what, what do we got uh, on the on the talk? My brain then? would then, melt. Then, then you got uh, uh, what you go? F- Family Matters. You got uh, dinosaurs. You got uh, oh, what, what step were the by step, step by step. Uh, boy meets world. I think was uh, TGIF too, right? Maybe I watched that later on Disney Channel. I think, but it might okay. Have been. Yeah, so, yeah, there, there, there's plenty of uh, TGIF, but, you know, we'll get back to, to TGIF at some other point. I Within the last six months, I I tried plowing through a bunch of Family Matters. That's a rough revisit. I, I, that is I a can rough revisit. That. When they start building Urkel bots and shit and robots and multiple yeah. personalities, and all, you're like, what the fuck is going well, on? Well, the, the, the interesting thing about that, and we'll get into that show, is yeah. how the show was not initially meant to be... The Urkel show. The Urkel show, but it became yeah. that anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you want to laugh on that one, just look up the Key and Peele sketch. Oh my god, <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah, Jay, I, I, I you know, I, I, I thank you for you know pu- pulling a uh, full house out for us, and uh, yeah, but, but I'm sure we're gonna hit other uh, shows that will equal the saccharine sweetness of this. I did watch a fun movie the other day. I want to ask you a quick trivia question. Planes, oh, Trains, and Automobiles I watched again. Oh, great great, one. great classic. What TV theme song does John Candy sing on the bus? The Flintstones. Very good. Yeah. That's ba- ba- how ba- I like to and, 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 and what song did Steve Martin try to sing to start? <laughs> yeah. What the hell was that song? I, three I didn't three Coins in a Fountain. <laughs> yeah, like, I was... Three Coins in a Fountain. Come I, on, yeah, everyone. I, is that a real song? Is that like a... What is yeah, that Yeah, no, it's a, it's a real song. It's like an older song or something. Because everyone looked at him like... Yeah, it's like, what? Eh, and, and, and then John Candy's like, Flintstones. Yeah. Meet the yeah. Flintstones. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well, and, and, and at some point, we'll get to the Flintstones because... That does actually qualify for sitcom. That was an actual 60s sitcom based on the Honeymooners. I thought we already covered it. Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> it's basically no. the Flintstones, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That was the Honeymooners. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Yeah, now I'm confused about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but... For, for our next show, do you, do you want to give the folks? Yeah, I know what what we originally had planned, but what we originally had planned is going to have to uh, take a back seat because right now for streaming, there's not a good way to do it. <laughs> uh, there is a. I'm gonna look at the, what the box set calls for that then, since it's not streaming. Because I we were gonna do WKRP in Cincinnati because Howard Hessman just died. Yep. But apparently, there's only one season on Apple TV, and it's not even streaming. You gotta buy it. By each so episode, like, yep. Mm, 
That's weird. I don't know how many seasons it ran, but maybe we can look up next time for the next episode, maybe ahead of the class or whatever, too. That's true. See yeah. if that's anywhere. And then, uh, but, but b- being that we're not going to do WKRP, what, what did we say we're going to do? Well, we're going to go back to the uh, Mary Tyler Moore well, and we're going to do the Cloris Leachman favorite of mine, Raising Hope. Excellent. I can't wait to watch this. Mm. I did not watch it what during its run. I always heard good things about it, and you have extolled its virtues. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. Cloris Leachman is brilliant on the show. I can't wait for you to... I feel like it will be a glowing review. I have, I don't think you will have... If you're a fan of the, the humor of things like My Name is Earl, mm. stuff like that, oh, yeah. Throw a little Cloris Leachman in there. Solid Sweet. gold. And if, if, if you like our show, uh, please, you know, follow. You know, we're out there on... Uh, we got the email address, the sitcom my face at gmail.com. You can uh, check our Twitch channels. Uh, I'm uh, uh, twitch.tv, netnick191, and you're twitch.tv, Bidwell Fog. Bidwell Fog. Bidwell Fog. Um, we, we are at Twitter. We just have to post some things <laughs> at sitcom my face. It took, took enough time to try to get the uh, name right on Twitter. We have our, <laughs> we're our, our Facebook uh, page. Facebook.com slash sitcom my face. And uh, is there any other place we are? We're not on Instagram yet. We, I'm we in do your have closet. our YouTube channel. What? I'm in your closet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, the phone call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> I've been Jay Bidwell. And I've been Nick Franco. And don't forget, if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. That's true.